Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. I know most of you are wondering to yourselves, why in the hell am I getting another podcast this week? What's going on? It's a Saturday. None of this makes sense. What's happening here? Why is Sean back on? Well, we had a unique opportunity. I wasn't going to pass it up. We had the Ukrainian King of the Bees. That's going to be his new pro wrestling name. We had Eli the Bee Guy, um, world famous bee rescuer, bee, bee connoisseur, uh, ready to be the man. Uh, when he talks about the birds and the bees, nobody's getting uncomfortable with it unless you're worried about getting stung. So I got to thank my man Eli for coming on with a BuzzFeed Famous, all that shit. Welcome to on the welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, there, Eli. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me here. It was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to be here. Um, looking forward to talking about all this. Well, we are so lucky to have you, and we're going to get ready to go. I even broke out a bottle of uh, wild turkey American honey, uh, which I've learned that I'm completely spoiled from drinking Heaven's Hill. Uh, <laughs> they are very different. I didn't realize that wild American honey is a liqueur and not a bourbon. It just says bourbon on there. It's got bourbon in it, but it's a very different animal completely. Uh, for those of you that are on here watching, make sure you take and you share the living daylights out of this. The goal, remember, is to get kicked off of all those yard sale sites, anywhere else that you have it. Make sure you reach over to your neighbor's cell phone. You take their phone out of their hand. If they try to get it back, don't worry about it. Let them know you're putting the, the Above the Bar podcast on their phone so that they can listen to all, all these things. And listen to these sick, silky voice right here. I can't do the ASMR or whatever that thing is, but you get to listen to me. But let's go ahead and do some housekeeping real quick. As always, sticker in a cause. You got something you believe in, something you're supporting. You reach out to us on our Facebook page, uh, the Earplug Podcast Facebook page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. They're all the Above the Bar podcast. If you put that in there, you're going to find us. You let me know what you've got supporting. I'm going to go ahead and send you, uh, you send that sticker to me. I will read it live on the air. Let everybody hear about it. Tens of fives of people will hear hear about your thing. We'll get it out there for everyone to know about. And I don't care what it is, whether it be a, uh, if you've got a group that you're supporting another podcast, I want to hear about it. So make sure you send that to us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, everywhere. The Above the Bar podcast, even our Gmail is the Above the Bar podcast. And also, if you're trying to get your media to have a little bit of a sting to it, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Media by Dibs, if you mention him, belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first uh, order, and he's going to give you a free consultation. You can find Dibs on Facebook and on Instagram, Media by Dibs. Also, you can uh, find him on LinkedIn at Andrew Dibble. So make sure you're out there. As everybody's starting to realize the show's coming on, make sure you're sharing this to everyone so we can get the word out about saving the bees. I'm also going to put up here at the bottom real quick while I'm thinking about it. You see that banner running on the bottom? Not that, not that Eli needs anything from me. Uh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get like a tenth of what Eli's got going on over there. Uh, but his TikTok is Eli the Bee Guy. 
and IG is Eli Barks one, and that's Eli E L I Eli the B guy. But I think if you just put Eli the B guy in, it all pops up. Yeah. Uh, so let's get started here. Uh, I'll kind of tell first. Let me tell how Eli and I met completely randomly. This is why I love social media. I was looking up a completely different B person from Texas. This woman is really impressive. That's it. Texas B works. She's yeah. really impressive. And like in like an almost uh, creepy way, she handles the bees. Like I know Eli knows what I'm talking about. Like she like, oh, yeah. like she caresses the bees. And she's like, they were not very angry. So I put them into the box. Oh, look, I found the queen. I have her now. And I'm watching this. I'm like mesmerized. So I sent her a message. Hey, you know, you want to come on this show and like, I'll hear about you, you know, those things. And uh, didn't get a response. But the very next day, Eli like follows us. I'm like, hey, man, thanks. And I think we talked for what, like 30 minutes after that? Nonstop. I think we've been going back and forth. Yeah. And next thing you know, here we are. He So, again, Eli, very random as a social media for everybody. But uh, thanks, brother. Again, I appreciate you coming on. This is going to be a blast. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, definitely that chick. Yes, you guys check her out. She, this blonde girl. I mean, fit looking girl, great looking girl. And it's just no suit. Goes in there, does what she has to do. I will explain later on why I cannot do that in my situation. You guys will get to know the difference of what's going on. It, but it's, yeah, it's definitely different. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I think that's my son. I think that's his Twitch. I don't remember all this, all these Twitch tags, but uh, so let's get right into it. So, so let's talk about it. So right now you do B, I want to call it B rescue or B remediation. Is there a difference in the two? Um, no, I mean, the people confuse me sometimes for beekeeping versus bee rescuing. Sometimes they think I'm a pest control guy that just eliminates the bees, but I don't, uh, I guess I don't say that enough in my videos, but no, I just rescue bees. I take bees from one point, point A to point B, which is the beekeeper. Um, I don't keep bees anymore myself. I did start doing that at first. It was first beekeeping and then it progressed into rescuing. So, so do you have like other beekeepers that you reach out to that are on a list? Is it like, uh, how does that portion of it work? Yeah. So we have a few beekeepers we work with. Um, basically the closest one I'm to, I drop it at their place, drop it off. It's just a drop off point. They have a bee yard. They take it, they take the bees there and take care of them. Uh, I don't, I don't sell them the bees. People ask, oh, you should probably sell them or sell the honey or this and that. No, I just I just take the bees, take it to them. No hassle. They take care of the bees and they're happy and I'm happy and I, I don't have to keep the bees somewhere. <laughs> well, and you kind of mentioned that not selling them. You're getting paid by somebody right. to, to come come rescue them. And the ones that I, I can't wait. We're going to have to talk about the the, the house, the giant hive that was like folks you got to go check his stuff on tiktok i watched this one and how big i i just want to call it the house hive i don't know what else to call it (laughs) it was like an old like grayish weathered wall and you're like it just keeps going there's a way like how big was that that one would think was about 200 pounds that's a (laughs) that's as big that's as big as me yeah i couldn't carry the bag so, so, so let's, how do you, you know, we're kind of at the far end for a moment here. So how do we get to what you're doing in your life? Cause I know some of your backstory. Um, let's talk about, you know, 
I think some people will find this interesting. So your family came to the U.S. from the Ukraine. How long ago? Well, I was I was four years old. I'm 25, so 21 years ago. Okay, so so long ago. Yes. In a in a country far far away. <laughs> country going through some issues right now. That's for right. Sure. And, and I imagine you still got family there. Tons, tons. We uh, recently found out that we had a group of cousins that were driving or trying to get out, and they drove over a mine. And they found them later, obviously blown to bits. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy stuff. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, brother, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the re. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not trying to get political on this one at all, but you know, that's part of the reality. Like, what that people don't quite get. Like, hey, this is really what's going on. It's not just what yeah. you're seeing in TV. These are yeah. There's a lot people. of there's a lot of stuff on TV that they say, oh, this isn't really going on. But I'm having. <laughs> I'm having friends sending me videos and families sending me videos as they're trying. Basically, I had family go back there. Uh, they take they took their car to try to get people out because there's still people trapped in that rubble and just people walking around that can't get out because they don't either have the, don't have the funds or they don't have a car. And right in the video, there's gunshots coming right there at their car. It's, it's pretty crazy. That's wild, man. So four years old, you come here with your family. Um how do we get to where we are right now? Cause this seems like this was not, I mean, you're a young cat. Like right. how do we get to where we are? Cause you told me so, like about a hundred other things you've done. Oh yeah. Uh, my story is huge. I don't think one podcast is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to come back on. Um, yeah, we basically moved here. Uh, I was the oldest of, well, the oldest of seven kids. Now uh, at the time it was the oldest of three. I was thrown into a school system, you know, Hey, you got to learn English ASAP because my parents obviously didn't know any English. So I had to learn English very quickly because I was the translator for everything. Doctor's appointments, social services, whatever, um, everything. So I had I was forced into a system that I had to adapt to very quickly. And basically, I had to grow up very quick. Um, I was basically I went to to public school up until fifth grade from sixth grade on. I was homeschooled. Um, I was going, I was going the wrong way. Uh, I was a troublemaker. <laughs> in fifth, hold on, you're in fifth grade. What the hell troublemaker could you be? Uh, I got suspended. Yeah. I, uh, I guess, I guess, I mean, there was some little bit of racial stuff going on. Um, uh, you know, this Russian family that came, that was new. That's not, that wasn't a thing back then. In California? Um, Cal, wait a second. About it. <laughs> California? Right. They love everyone. Uh, you would think, but uh, hmm. I mean, the the people there were nice. Oh man, yeah, man, it's it's tough, but it's okay. It's all good. I adapted. We that's the funny thing is we were we were fighting with the Polish people. <laughs> that no, see that makes sense to me though. Curveball, curveball, right there. But see that absolute. So, um, my my grandmother remarried uh, Polish. So my grandmother was Sicilian and after my grandfather, oh, wow. who was Irish, passed away, she remarried and he was Polish, like Kazmier oh, wow. Tilak. I mean, <laughs> when we went to the funeral, it sounded like Count Dracula, the priest. He was like, <laughs> let me tell you of Kazmier Tilak. And I'm like, I will tell oh, you shit. <laughs> listen, listen here. The Lord has taken Kazmier. I'm like, you did it. Count Dracula took my grandfather from me. Oh man, like, it was wild, man. So, so that's crazy. So, it was a large. Now, was it like a Polish nationals, like same kind of a situation? They came from Polish, or was it just like kids whose it's last kids. name were Ski? 
kids, kids. It, I mean, fifth grade. What? I mean, who could? I mean, they don't. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. I mean, they probably think there's. You know, they were stupid for doing that stuff. Probably now since they're older. I mean, as kids, we all do stupid stuff. Right. Um. I mean, I don't blame them or anything. It was whatever. It was good times. I mean, we we would think back and we laugh at it. You know, I I was obligated to bring a knife to school to protect my sister, and you know. That's oh why shit. <laughs> took matters in my own hands you know problem solver uh, so you've always kind of been a problem solver okay hey, uh i'm a little i'm a little bit redneck i like to think uh, that's that's an interesting uh, okay we'll go with that um so <laughs> <laughs> so so you you're moving through you graduate from high school what's you like was it the the typical dreams of you know college stuff like that what like it just seems so out of me because you're a young cat to all of a sudden be like, eh, I'm gonna go friggin' snatch bees up all day long. No, and folks, I so did. you know, because he hasn't said it yet, we're not talking your average bullshit honeybees. My man messes with Africanized killer bees. Yeah, I used to keep them to put it in perspective. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the crazy part of me from back then kind of <laughs> veered on into future life too. I like to deal with crazy sometimes, but um. Yeah, no, I started, I started off, I, you know, I, I worked for a landscaping company, worked for a construction company since I was 13 years old. Um, cause I was just like, you know, what am I going to do? Sit at home, play video games, not do anything with my life. I'd rather go learn a trade, kind of build some kind of future, possibly learn something new. I was always, you know, into learning something. I always like to know how to do everything. So if people ask me, Hey, do you know how to do this? I'll be like, well, no, but I'll know tomorrow. Um, so I'm like that. So I was kind of like, you know, went, went from construction to landscaping to operating a dry cleaning business, you know, as, as an underage, you know, I wasn't 18 years old. It was, <laughs> was it, it your was own wild. business or was it somebody but, else's and you no, managed it? I had, I had a, you know, not a friend, I guess he's a guy, he's an Armenian guy. He spoke some Russian. I thought it was the coolest thing. Obviously I lived in a city called Monrovia and this guy, you know, talks Russian. I was like, Oh man, that's the coolest thing. He's like, yeah, come work for me. I'll teach you how to do everything. So did that. Um, and then I did landscaping. That was my first official job, um, a nine to five, if, if you will. On the um, books, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about dirt cover. I mean, I was working. I was sweating. And then we, I had this friend um, who happened to keep bees. And I thought that's the most random thing. Who keeps bees? Like, I've never actually heard of it. Like, I mean, like you, like, it's not something you think about. Right. Times, you know, or, or at all, to be honest. And then he, I was like, he's like, I keep bees. I was like, what? Let me check. Can I check it out? Can I come with you? Can I see your bee yard? He's like, yeah, I have an extra bee suit. <laughs> well, unfortunately for me, I knew nothing about Africanized bees at the time. I knew nothing about bees. And I come to his yard and come to find out he actually kept Africanized bees. The reason he kept Africanized bees is because, well, first of all, nobody wants them. The most Cheaper than a pit bull? Free. People would give them away. They want to get rid of them. So he was like, why not? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with Africanized bees. They're, they're just temperament is crazy. That's all it is. It's just the crazy temperament. Bees come at you for no reason. You come within 10 feet, you get, you're getting chased by bees. But that day I went out with him. I get, I got a lot of dosages. <laughs> what do you mean dosages? Oh, I got stung a lot. <laughs> a lot. I was. I was, I mean, we had one bee flying to the car and I was screaming like a little girl, oh, get this bee off of me, get this bee off of me, you know. Oh, I mean, man, you hear but... Africanized bees, killer bees, and it had to be in your head like, I'm going to die. This shit, this shit right here, 
I'm going to die right now from this. One sting, probably, it's over. It could be. It could be. You know, I never thought about it. I was. I never had any allergies. I to this day don't have any allergies of any kind. So wow. I figured I'll be fine. You know. Um, I mean, I'm only 25, so we'll find out if I have any allergies in the future. But right down the um, road, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I get stung between five and 20 times a day. All right, so you're still getting. So even oh, though yeah. you're in that suit and everything, like I watch oh. your videos, you know. And again, folks, TikTok Eli the B guy, IG Eli Barks one. You can still type in Eli the B guy. He'll he'll pop up. So even on even though we're watching these videos and you're you're calm, cool, and collected, you're still getting your ass busted by bees. Oh yeah. I, I just posted a video. Well, actually, I haven't posted it yet, but there's a video I'm about to post where I'm actually running from them because I took my suit off already. And it's just it's an Africa. It was an Africanized hive. And I just didn't notice that one bee that was following me. And then he's just like tapping on me. I was like, oh, crap, I got to go. Wait, tapping on like he stung you more than once? No. So bees actually have a warning signal. They'll actually bounce into you like it's like a tap, like bounce off of you. Like, it's like a away. warning. Yeah, get away or else type of thing. That's how they communicated across. I mean, over time, I was able to understand, you know, certain things that bees do and when to actually run. <laughs> so now did you have to go to so any of this, you know, if somebody's out there and they're like, oh, you know, this is something I'd be interested because in, I actually have another real close friend of mine, another Marine who was on the TV show Infested. Right. Uh, and he's been on on the podcast before. We have to be careful when we bring him on. He is the 0.0 PC person that I know that gets conversations like you're going to come on the podcast. You're going to watch your mouth because he says like wild off the wall shit. Dang. And you're like, you're it's like, nope, got to cut this guy off. But that's what he, he was on the TV show infested. He does it down in Long Island. Right. And he does remediation also. And will the one thing I've never seen in your videos that I, I meant to, I wanted to ask you about is, do you use the vacuum? You know what I'm talking about? Like I, yeah. So I used to, um, in the very beginning, I mean, I wasn't as experienced. I mean, everything that I know about bees is something I learned from a book. I literally went to the library, checked out every book they had on bees and read everything. Oh, you know, read too. look at that uh, shit. Got to hey, I, my upbringing. I'm Russian. You know, I'm Ukrainian, Russian. I, to me, it's the same thing. But now well, your dad. Like, do, do we want to mention what, what your dad used to do before you guys came to the States? Soviet it, military. Soviet military. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm on that. That's a whole like we got so much. Siberia. Shit I, really? Yes, sir. No. Icicles in your, no in your nose, you know, eyebrows frozen, everything. Yeah. Your dad was like stationed in Siberia. Siberia. Now, did you did, were you guys living there before you came here? Oh no, no, he was he was single back then. Okay, I was gonna this, say that's go to military. I, I forget was it sixteen or eighteen, but eighteen for sure. You were in the military. You had to serve. This like it was mandatory. just a thing. Oh, it was, yeah, you had to serve. There's no option. That's not like here. Like oh, if you want to go serve, they, they recruit you or not. But over there, it was mandatory. I did that for twelve years. Recruited them. Recruit them. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a whole another another animal. I had two hours to to fix uh, eighteen years of what your parents told you. Is the best plan for you? Talk to me for two hours. I'll go ahead and put you in boots and send you to boot camp. You'll love it. It'll be great. I I do love boot camp. Um, well, you've I done you've done academy. some stuff. You did fire camp. You sir. What about? Did you go to police academy? Yay nay, or was it just a fire one? I I didn't. I did test into it. Um, super easy. The easiest test I've ever done. It was just a piece of cake. I mean. It was, no shame on them, but it was to me, it was a little bit laughable. I was like, really, that's all you require of police because for fire, fire, the fire exam was strenuous. Like, you had to 
prepare for it. You're you're wearing a jacket, you're wearing an SCBA helmet. You, you can't mess up. You mess up, it's time, and you're clocked, and really? you either pass or you don't. And most people didn't. Wow. So so you're you're going through this. Somebody's trained you. Now, what happened to the firefighter thing? Are you still doing it like as a volunteer? That's a big thing on the East Coast is volunteer. I don't hear it so much. I don't know if it's a West Coast thing as much. East Coast volunteer is huge. Yeah, they do volunteer. Uh, they encourage it. But, I mean, most of the time, the guys that graduate Fire Academy, they go into wildland, wildland fire. Okay, gotcha. To me, that's, I mean, it's like landscaping all day. Uh, I did landscaping, and we we trenched. You, you're trenching. You're, you're making rows for the hills and stuff when the debris rolls and stuff to catch it. Um, it's fire just, breaks and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, fire breaks. Yes, all that, and it's it's just backbreaking work, and you're getting paid minimum. So, so, so your buddy's got bees. He brings you over. He starts teaching you. When do you start doing what you're doing today? Well, I I thought it was the craziest thing uh, for one, and then I was like, I started researching bees, and then eventually my dad bought me some bees well i actually first before that i actually started keeping this my this friend of mine he gave me some he gave me a couple and i started working on obviously they were a pain just to put in perspective how africanized bees are you open up a lid to a beehive those bees pour out so fast out of that hive onto you it looks like water like water like flying like water. it's water pouring out yeah but this is bees just flying out so fast actually it's like it looks like water like a whole wave of bees it's ridiculous. Oh, it's something to see. You don't see, you know, Africanized bees anymore like that. They've mellowed out a lot. I still get the occasional Africanized bees, but it's not the same as it was before. Thank God. So, so what's caused that mellowing? Uh, so people introduce their agricultural bees, which would be like Italian bees, Russian bees, Carniolan, Caucasian. There's all sorts of bees. Wait, wait a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a sec here. So are the Italian bees out there like, hey. Hey, I'm trying to make it a honey right now. I'm trying to make it a honey. Why are y'all up in my face? I'm to make it a honey right now. Are, are the white bees like, excuse me, guys. Excuse me, we're, we're, this is my flower. Manager, please. Like, what is <laughs> They're very, they're very kind. Italian bees are. Wait a second. White, bee, bees. white bees are, Caucasian bees are very kind. Caucasian are basically anything but Africanized is doable. Okay. And then Italian bees are like real polite. Hey, excuse it, excuse it. Come on, come on. Like the French, yeah. <laughs> excuse it, excuse it. Oh, that's so great. So <laughs> I've never heard this a day in my life. This is the coolest thing I've ever yeah. heard. I always just knew like there was regular bees and then there's Africanized bees. Like I didn't they're know there was cool. like. The best part is there's uh, bees that are stingless, Australian bees. You guys can go check them out. Stingless. They they actually look like flies. They're not the best thing to look at. They look kind of ugly, but they they also make honey. I'm about to say, are they pollinators? Yes, they're pollinators. Yeah. Y'all didn't know I knew that word, did you? Yeah. Australian bees. Sting, Australian stingless bees. So, here's another question I have. What now? I know the term ground bees. Are ground bees honey bees? Uh, I've never heard of it as ground bees. I've, I mean, I people do refer to them as ground bees, like these. They think it's bees, but they're not. What are they? They're yellow jackets. All right, I feel good when I set that hive on fire. Then, like yeah. I will pour gasoline straight into the hive. Those suckers are the worst. And, and then 
portrayal in like something straight out of a, a, a Sylvester <laughs> Stallone movie, light it and watch the trail go, and then, oh yeah, and they always get me when I'm cutting the grass, always, because we have well, if you, if we have like you three have acres. that, the best thing that works is dishwashing soap and water. Um. So my buddy who who has it, I was going to ask you about that. What what's your feelings like for folks that run into situations where maybe we can't have somebody come to rescue them, or maybe we know that hey, these aren't honeybees; these are these are wasps, hornets, uh, something along those lines. What what do you say is is a good process or a good item to use to kind of like hey, we're we're going to knock this down. These aren't the ones we're trying to save. And are well, any of those pollinators? I guess that's the other question. We'll make it twofold. And are any of those pollinators? Because that's the real importance in all this. Because we're going to get into. I want to start talking about like why you rescue them and you don't just like these suckers got to go. So, so talk about how we can get rid of them, and then we'll talk about are some of these other ones pollinators besides bees. So the way to get rid of them, like I said, dishwashing soap and water. Now it has to be dishwashing soap because it has degreasing agent in it. That's what actually it eats up the critter. Um, it's not as effective on bees. It, it can be. I do not recommend it. You guys do not hear that from me. Please don't kill bees. Mm -mm. All right. The reason no, you don't no, kill no bees, bees. The reason you don't kill bees. Bees are responsible for eighty-five percent of our crops. That's crazy. Take that out of the equation. We're screwed. We're big time screwed. 85%. Yes, there are hand pollinators. There are hand. There is hand pollination. The success rate of that is so low. The amount of people you need for that to even be, I don't know, to be worth it. Uh, how, how, how well can it be, you know, working at this point? Now, how does that work, though? Because I was my wife and I were just watching, you know, some of these indoor farms where they're they're growing plants completely indoors, nothing outside. Um, there's no bee life. There's no insects. They, they complete. So how are they pollinating these things if or is that more the flower piece to it? that we're not so, catching here's the thing is when for example i'll let's say marijuana i actually i had it was one of we the questions, so questions that came about up. that that's a question that got cut and like came up in on my tiktok and i was like that's the coolest thing i never i never really didn't know so i started researching turns out bees can pollinate marijuana but the thing is marijuana is not a it's not a nectar producing plant it's a pollen producing plant um so but the thing is when bees pollinate it the marijuana gives off a seed and that's not what the pollinators want. They don't want it to seed. They need gotcha. the buds to grow and they need to sell the bud, obviously. Um, so I think that that goes to show with the same thing with most other plants. Um, I don't think, you know, those people that are raising the stuff indoors, they're not really for food. A lot of it's like flowers that you sell at the market. Gotcha. Things that really don't need pollinating per se. Now, wasps and yellow jackets also do pollinate certain do things. Yes, but it's very minuscule. Like it's very a small percentage of what they do. Uh, they're really actually known for, especially wasps are known for eating certain bugs off of plants, especially orchards. Um, something that really doesn't matter at this point because they're spraying all these pesticides, which that's what's causing our bee decline, actually. Uh, once we get to that, that's what's really killing us. Well, we'll go right into that. So, so you know, like you said, eighty-five percent of the world's pollination comes from bees. Yes, we we've known for a long time that there's a bee decline. Um, if you're a fan of Men in Black, bees are actually aliens and have left the Earth and are moving to other planets. That's what's going on. 
I like the movie Men in Black. But, you know, 85% are gone. What's causing this? Is it, you know, is it how much of it is pesticide and how much of it is we're just assholes as humans and we think we're the only ones that deserve the space? I mean, it's a, I think it's a combination of both, to be honest. I mean, we aren't the best stewards of this planet, to be, if we're honest. Um, yeah, not the best, I would, I would think, you know. Um, most people, you know, they see something they're scared of. They were the first, the first thing they want to do is kill it. Right. Which, okay. I get it. It's, it's a normal impulse. Hey, I'm scared of it. It's defense mode. I got to kill it before it gets me. I get it. I get that. It's you or me, B. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, by all means, I mean, if you're terrible, you're trying to kill that bee before it gets to you. I mean, do what you got to do, <laughs> I guess. I mean, killing that one bee isn't going to do much, but <sighs> yeah. Um, so so there so but what are we doing like so you mentioned pesticides and i know you know when i was a kid you we could still hear stories about uh ddt uh deet you know big heavy chemicals that was poisoning people and killing all the insects off what is it nowadays is there anything that in particular where in your in your circle of of bee remediation and bee rescue where they say this one chemical, we're not hearing about it. They don't want us to hear about it. But is there something that, you know, this one thing is really causing a lot of issues? Well, here's what happens. Um, we take bees to pollination. Um, basically, orchards, farmers pay us to bring our bees, place them there, leave them there for a season until their crops grow. The problem is during that period they're spraying pesticides pesticides that that are obviously helping their plants but are harming our bees um eventually what happens is we're stuck coming home with 50 percent of our bees because 50 percent are dead and the other 50 percent that we have are barely surviving they're barely alive we start to bring those back home and nurse them back to health and not all of those make it either so it's it's really bad it's really bad for well for business it's bad for the bees it's bad you know for us as humans because well, the farmers are screwed themselves. Essentially, there'll come a time where there's no bees to pollinate and then they'll go bankrupt. I mean, basically what happened is the bee industry, um, we did boycott the farmers at one point. We did. There's a lot of people that are, you know, talking to courts, trying to get something done, something, some kind of agreement. But we spoke to the farmers and the brokers for the farmers and they really don't care. They say, hey, like, we don't care. As long as our farmers are making money, we don't right. care. We'll, we'll keep our crops, you know, F your bees. Um, I think I didn't really understand it till it was a 2019, a 2019, 2020 series on Netflix called Rotten. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, if you get a chance, watch it. They get into, I didn't realize it kind of honey for a second, how much of a market that is for illegal honey or fake honey and they get into the almond groves out there in california where um you're talking about the bringing everything and, and the bee guys will bring all their their hives out there to pollinate all the almond groves there's a there's an entire market for stealing the hives yep and like this blew my mind but folks if you haven't seen rotten uh it was actually episode one season one rotten and they get into this whole thing about people, the Chinese, like, I'm sorry, y'all might hate me for here in a minute, but the Chinese government is dirty. I don't give a shit. 
they'll probably shut me off. I'm not big in China, so I'm okay with that. Um, I could be there. Four billion people, like four billion listeners to the Above the Bar podcast would be pretty cool. But uh, these guys, and I don't know if you know this one or not, the Obama administration banned Chinese honey. Did you know that? Wow. They banned it. So you know what the Chinese government did? They sent their honey to these small Asian countries that they have massive influence on. And were like, take my honey, change the flag on the ship, and send that shit back to the States. And they were illegally shipping it. And really all it is is corn syrup with food yeah. coloring. And there's these like big – are you involved in it? Like Now anything – and I'm going to get into this. The testing. So it's like a big test market for honey, like to prove that it's real honey and all that. There's um, a way. Like, so, okay, get it, get into that. And uh, Dibs, real quick, Dibs says, I'm allergic and I still don't even try to kill it. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Aldo Starkman, I'm not, I don't know Aldo personally. Uh, I have a lot of bees on my back deck flower box all summer. They don't go after me or anyone. They are cool with me and they, and they just want some food. Uh, Aldo, brother, 110% agree with you. Yep. Um, we actually, I have a couple of friends out here in the Albany area that are beekeepers and just found out a guy I went to high school with his parents are beekeepers. I didn't realize how many of them there are. It's like this new, th like a wave of it. And I just, me personally in the, around here, if you're around Albany, I need a hive because I have so much gardening going on around my house. I have 10 apple trees. I want to put a hive in the middle of my apple trees so that they'll pollinate my apple trees. So and then, more. Yeah. That's it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. Aldo, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. But uh, so how so, so let's get into that for a second. Um, how can we know that our honey's legit? It's actually very simple, and you wouldn't be surprised how. So let's start with this. The the reason the honey that you buy in groceries or stores is fake is because the beekeepers they'll harvest the real stuff. Then they'll feed or or not harvest any at all. Most beekeepers have nowhere to really keep their bees, so they'll keep their bees in the desert. There's a lot of shady beekeepers out there, and they want to in a desert. Why in a desert? Lots of room. No one cares. You keep your bees there. No one bothers them. But the problem with the desert is obviously there's no plants. I mean, there's right. some cactus, cacti here and there. But the thing is, they have to feed their bees sugar water. They just mix cane sugar with water. Um, now there's different there are different mixtures. You can do one to one or, or two to one. That does certain things. Um, to I believe if I'm not mistaken, two to one stimulates the queen queen to lay more eggs. Um, there's there's a lot to it. There's so much theory to bees. Wow. I, I, like I said, there's books and books. But they'll harvest that honey, and they know they have no intake of regular flower honey, actual nectar. So they'll feed their bees the sugar water, and then the bees will basically reproduce it, put it into their honeycomb. And you can literally take that honeycomb, and it'll taste like honey, and it'll smell like honey. But the bees use their enzymes, obviously, to filter it in and make it. But at the same time, it's still sugar. It's processed so sugar is all it is. Okay, so in that case, you're talking, even though the bees are creating it, it's not truly flower nectar honey. Exactly. It's not coming from the plant. It's cane sugar. It's processed sugars. Fuck, we figured out a way to make animals turn into processed sugars. Holy shit. That's it's processed sugars. 
That's wild. To me. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Sugar. There's no vitamins. There's no nutritional source right. of sugar besides it just being sugar and maybe preservative as to some degree. But nectar itself, it comes from the earth. There's certain minerals, vitamins, things that go into that nectar and the bees are able to collect it, bring it to their hive, use their enzymes to do their thing. It's a whole thing. I can talk about it on and on. And they make basically honey. It's well, they, they like to call it bee vomit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hmm, this bee vomit's amazing on my bagel. Right. <laughs> but but um, yeah, no, the please, way so, I'm, I'm I'm mind blown by this. I I didn't know like you're into something that I didn't even like. The the thing I watched was really just like sugar water thickened up and then put food coloring in it. You're on a whole nother level now. Yes. So, I mean, these beekeepers, they, they're in the industry for the pollination costs. So they, they make money off of pollination, taking a bees of pollination. And they think, hey, we, we can make an extra buck, a good-sized chunk of money from selling this so-called honey. And they sell it to these grocery stores. But the reality is, real honey, diabetics can eat real honey. And you won't... You won't really? eat blood sugar. Really. Yes, you can eat honey. My grandparents, they have diabetes. They have severe diabetes. And they eat loads of honey that's the best way for them to get something sweet in no shit yeah i'm like like this we're getting into that part where like i'm amazed by the information and dibs has got a great point and i yep. wanted to ask you what your what your knowledge on this was is dibs just sent this message one of the things that i've done when i moved to illinois was uh try to find the true local hardware honey um honey. It means by hardware honey but because I've heard that it raw honey. Okay, hardware honey is raw honey. Uh, because I've heard that it helps with allergies. I've heard the same thing where I talk to people that are like, hey, if you move to a new area that you've never had allergies in that area, never had allergies before, but you know, you go from New York to North Carolina, North Carolina, I promise you, if you've never uh seen the green haze of North Carolina, which is pine, pine pollen, um, as soon as the the season comes. Those pine trees in North Carolina, your car turns green, everything turns green. If you've never been around it, it's different. So you're saying that like it's legit. Yeah. Like, hey, eat a little bit of local honey and you're good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not just local. You want to make sure you're testing it, too, because you don't know what kind of beekeeper you're buying it but, from. But how it do you test it? Like, how do you Easy. how do I test? How? Easy. So. As you all know, sugar sticks. It's sticky. Get a little bit of sugar water. Your your fingers are like you can't take them apart almost. It's like glue almost. Honey, honey doesn't stick. Get a dab of honey, put it into your hands, rub it in like a lotion. The your skin will basically absorb it. People use honey as like a moisturizer almost. It does something to your skin. It revitalizes your skin. Sugar Babe, go get me honey. Sugar. I know you're watching. My wife is watching. Babe, go, go get ahead. the honey from upstairs. I, I need know. To know. It's funny because I, I posted I that need... TikTok video. Everyone started running their pantries. <laughs> I need to know right now, babe. Uh, D- Dibs, you're fine with talk to text, brother. But um, I'm not... no, you can rub honey. Like, I don't think I've ever heard that. You well, can I'll rub honey. I'll tell you even more. more. I'll tell you even more. Tell, back tell me more. Times, back during the mummy times, mummification was done with honey. People's bodies were pre- were preserved with honey, because honey doesn't go bad, right? Exactly. You can How actually does that dunk, even work? You can take raw meat, dunk it in honey, and store it, and it will it'll last forever. 
It won't go bad. But how does that work? Like, what is it about the the honey that? Because I've heard that before. Like, you can buy a, a thing of honey; it could be in your cabinet for a hundred years, yep. and yep. it won't it won't mold. It won't go bad. If it ever molds on it, then it's not real honey; it's yep. something else. But but how the hell does that work? There is one thing that makes honey go bad, though: water. So if you get any a drop of water into honey, it'll make it bad. Oh really? Yeah, go back. Yeah, you, you don't mix it. I actually, it's funny because I gave one of my clients some honey, and they started rinsing it with water. I'm like, oh lord, have mercy. That's not what you do. <laughs> but it's all good. That shit's done, folks. No more honey for you. Done, donezo. That's it. That's wild. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the whole the chemical side of it. You know, in terms of getting into the down nitty gritty of what what it contains and why it doesn't go bad. I'm sure there are studies on that. Um, but it just doesn't, that's a fact, you know, bees and honey and the things honey is good for. It's just amazing. Like I said, it helps with allergies. You can put honey on your skin. If you have like a burn, some kind of skin burn, put honey on it. It heals it so much faster. Say you went to the beach like I did. You, you can tell I got burnt a little. You could put some honey on it and you'll be good. No shit. Yeah. Well, you know what? That, that kind of goes back to, um, I've got a real close friend of mine, Marisa, uh, they're coming up to the Albany area here real soon, and we're going to be going out to. I love Letter Kenny. Have you ever watched Letter Kenny? No, haven't. bro, you got to watch Letter Kenny. I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm. I have no time to watch TV or nothing. Oh, I'm out there. I mean, you're. It's such a specialty. It's such a specific niche in what I do. The amount of people that there's companies that advertise themselves and say, "Hey, we do removals." And the most common complaint I have with customers is, "I've called a bunch of companies, nobody got back to me. They got back to me, and they never came." That's the common thing. And it's like all these companies, but they don't do the actual work. So I'm just like, I'm the only guy. I train two other guys that are doing this as well. Um, a good friend of mine um, that does it now as well. So it's like, there's so much work out there, and I don't know people to do it. Same time. Just leave the work to me. <laughs> leave me. I've got <laughs> this. Don't worry about it, folks. I I'm, know. I'm, I've got all this shit. Well, you you posted a video recently, um, the tree. How how recent was that tree video where you were pulling them out of the big tree? It's just actually just recently. I had a, it's just some construction. Um, what do you call the main contractor? He reached out to me. He saw my TikTok video. He's like, yo, I got I got. So just news. saw your TikTok. He didn't call. Yeah. He didn't look up a number or nothing. He was like, oh, there's yeah. the guy right there. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to me on my Instagram. DM me. I have it in my bio. Just reach out to me on my Instagram because TikTok doesn't allow me to embed a phone number. I would if I could. Um, so you just DM me through my Instagram and I always get back. So I'm having people, you know, message me on my Instagram, TikTok. Hey, I'm you know I have bees. So yeah, he just reached out uh, on Instagram and I come out. It's just a construction site. They're building. They're having a new development right behind Beverly Hills. Um, come out. They actually had two beehives. Uh, one was an abandoned beehive, and the other one was like this massive beehive in the tree. That thing and usually, crazy. yeah, trees are actually very—they're the hardest thing to deal with because uh, there's not really a way to get the bees out. There is a way—I can't talk about it; it's a company secret. There is a way to get them out. There's—I'm able to evict the bees and not let them get back inside. Basically, force evicting them. Oh, ooh la la! Uh, but yeah. now, now I want to get to that for a minute. So, and again, folks. As Eli just said, you know, his TikTok is Eli the Bee Guy. His Instagram, Eli Barks One, but you can look him up through Eli the Bee Guy. You kind of talk about it in one of your videos. This isn't a, a you know, show up at 8 a.m. and the bees are gone at 9 a.m. kind of a situation. It takes days 
to really because yeah. you you go through a very natural process to kind of remove them. How does that process work? So there's different methods of doing it. Uh, you know, I started, I used to vacuum the bees up and then I realized, you know, there's people say, oh, but you can, you can adjust the control setting of the speed of the vacuum. So the bees aren't bumping around as hard. Sure. You can do that. The, the vacuum doesn't suck them up as hard, but the bees are still bouncing around in the vacuum tube. And what I noticed when I was looking into like really closely at the bees that it was mangling their wings that Ooh. they weren't able to use them again. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just destroying whole colonies here. So I stopped entirely using it. There's some beekeepers that still use it. I'm really against it. Um, there's be way better methods of doing it. Another method is finding the queen, putting in her hair clip, like Texas B-Words does. that. Yes. She puts her, you know, for one, you have to find the queen. And for some reason, me and the queen are like exes you know we don't want to see each other for some reason <laughs> i could never find her maybe it's my eyesight i don't know but i'm never able to find her so what all i do is basically i remove all the honeycomb i carefully remove the part that has the eggs usually the honeycomb that has the eggs is probably means that the queen is somewhere on that piece because she just laid the egg the eggs are fresh larva when it's at a larva stage obviously the queen hasn't been there in a while because it's at larva stage it takes time for it to get to the larva stage eggs is fresh so she just laid it i know she's somewhere on there i carefully put that piece in the box hoping she's in there sometimes sometimes she's not in there but she's able to find her way to it once i evict all the bees once i removed everything from that area i'll spray a little repellent chase the whole colony out they'll clump into a big ball scoop that ball into the box donezo just grab it by by again yeah <laughs> this whole hand grabbing bee thing I know it's pretty wild. It, it really is like when you see it, folks, and they're just scooping handfuls of bees, and it's like, I don't, I don't tell you. I know we've mentioned Texas Beekeeper a couple of times. Watching her videos, it's like, just go ahead and grab the bees. You'll love it. They love me. And, uh, and then you watch it. Saving the bees. Yeah, saving the bees. And then you watch Eli, and, and you just hear like, like the whole time because they're like, Listen here, you Ukrainian asshole. I'm coming to get you. They're like yeah. trying to get into your, like your bees are like so different. She's got like these, she must have Caucasian bees or the Italian well, ones. Like, hey, let me get in here and uh, go ahead and make it your honey. I'll tell you why. Um, why? Please so get she into lives that. in Texas and they have orchards. They have a lot of farms in Texas. It's really predominant out there. It's normal. So most beekeepers out there, obviously they're going to want to keep the nicer bees, the Italian bees. I guess a lot of them don't manage their bees as well because they swarm. So when they swarm, you have Texas Bee Works coming out there collecting these bees. These bees are very kind. And luckily, they didn't have that whole epidemic of the Africanized calling invasion as much. California was the one who had the biggest hit about 15 years ago. It was an epidemic. I don't know if you guys remember all over Dude, the news. There was movies when I was a kid. Attack yeah. of the Killer Bees. Yep. That was the thing. And the RBs are mostly feral. We don't have as many orchard growers. They're mostly up north. The bees come down from the hills. They move into your wall, your roof, your car, your tree. They're cholo bees. You have cholo <laughs> bees. Your <laughs> bees are like, like hey, what you doing with that trash can, man? <laughs> that can's mine, dog. I want it. <laughs> I want it, man. That's, like That's not your trash can no more, bro. That's oh, mine. Yeah. You have like cholo bees. That's like that's so and that's the other thing is and i i'm trying to stay on track here folks but this is just so wild to me the whole bee thing and when you go on and you check in uh tiktok for eli the bee guy and 
on Instagram, Eli Barks one, and you start seeing him just as calm and cool and collected. And him and I talked about this the other day. We were texting back and forth. He's the most chill guy, but but it doesn't always feel that way when you're going through it. And, and we've got about eight people watching. I want to throw this out to everybody who's watching. If you got questions for Eli and you're wondering like, hey, how can I keep the bees out of my home or how to move them or or how to how to take care of them in, in a proper way that an easy way? Because, again, we kind of started talking about it. You set up a hive. You say it in one of your videos. It can take up to 10 days for those yeah. bees to get into a hive, right? Yes. The problem with that also sometimes that arises, sometimes I'm removing these massive hives, you know, and then, you know, they're in open roof, basically roof that has no restrictions in terms of the architecture and bees can basically build forever. Um, and you, and you take these bees out and you place them into this small transportation box. And for them, it's like, Hey, I went from a mansion to an apartment, like, and they're just like, no, we're not putting up with this. We're going to take everything and leave. And that's sometimes what happens. They'll, they'll starve the queen. They'll make her lose really? weight. Yeah. They'll make her lose weight. Cause she can't fly when she's heavy. And when she's laying eggs, because uh, she's really well fed when she's in the hive. So what they do is they put her on a diet. They chase her around in the hive to make her lose weight. Uh, and then they get able to fly away. So when we see these these videos of, of these queens, if you watch the bee videos, I like the bee videos. And you're watching them like kind of crawling around. She's and it's obvious she's the queen. Like she stands out next to the other yeah. bees. She's actually too big to fly. She can be. Yeah. So. Because when she's laying, they want her well, you know, well maintained, well kept. Make sure she has all the nutrition she needs. Because she's laying eggs, she's laying a, she's laying a thousand to two thousand eggs a day, a day, a day. That's a lot of labor. Yeah, and they don't look like they're distressed though. Like I mean, and I mean that s sincerely. Like they don't seem like like she's popping these in. Well, that and that kind of goes to the next piece to this. When you're pulling these combs out. I've seen some of them you pull out, and, and one of the my favorite lines from you is you you open up the side of a, a piece of drywall, and you're like, look how healthy this hive is. And and it was like this really rich, and funny to say I'm drinking bourbon, it had almost a dark bourbon-y color, like a real heavy oak liquor color to it. Right. And you made that mention. when I When you see a comb like that, is that full of honey or is that full of larva? Full of larva and mostly capped larva. And you see that the pattern is very solid. It's not spotty. When it's spotty, there's this issue with the queen. Either she's not laying properly. She's not getting the proper nutrition. It could be a million different things. It could be that the queen is sick. Uh, it could be that the queen is old. And if the queen is, you know... Is she producing very low, not enough? The the bees will actually get rid of her. They'll replace her. There's undertaker bees, right? Yes, there are. That's the, the ones coolest thing I've ever heard is there's undertaker bees. Them, if you don't know, explain the undertaker bee because I think they, that's the coolest fucking thing. I want that job if I'm a bee. I want to be the undertaker bee. <laughs> it's the bees that actually clean out. So bees only live about 25 days. And they, essentially when they die, they die. They just drop right inside the hive. And then they work till they drop, basically. Uh, and then you have these bees that are responsible. They say it's the strongest, usually the stronger worker bees, the stronger ones, because they're able to carry basically their own weight um, and fly it out. Basically, what they do is they take out the dead bees and they make sure that their hive is clean. They have a designated little graveyard site, and you'll see it's like a pile of bees just laying around right there. 
and they just dropped them bitches. They're, it's not they're like anything ceremonial about it. It's like, you're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what besides the obviously, you know, humans and, and pests and all those kind of things, what are some of the other dangers that are out there for these bees? Yellow jackets, wasps, they do eat bees, lizards, birds, diseases, pesticides. There's a lot of things working against the bee and then put us into the equation. Weather, weather, like we're able to determine what kind of a season we'll have by the amount of rain that we have. And when like in California, we have all these forest fires. There's the reason we have those forest fires because we don't have enough water. California is dry. A little spark and it lights up the whole forest and then, you know. And that so, obviously is going to affect the bees. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you always see those videos where, like, certain critters show up and, you know, the bees attack them and do their best to kind of get rid of them. But never – it never looks like – like, bees seem – like, honestly, you know, obviously we think as a kid, oh, it's a bee. It's going to sting me. It's probably a yellow jacket. But um, reality of it is, is bees seem very gentle. I, I mean, talking to you and listening to what you're saying, for the most part, they seem fairly gentle. Yeah, they are. They have, I mean, the only time bees are going to come after you is probably because you're closer to their hive and they're just being very defensive. Obviously, the more liquid gold that they have, the more defensive they will be because there's really? other colonies. There's other bees that will come and try to steal. Oh, yeah. So so they'll even, like, one bee to another bee, they'll come over and try to take over a colony. Oh, you'll have whole colonies come after them. Yeah. Really? So yeah, the African and that's of honeybees. Yeah, honeybees, Africanized bees especially. They'll come for a hive that's weaker, kill everybody in it, and take everything, and, and just put a new queen in place. No, they just take everything. They steal all the honey that they can and pollen. So, so what is? And I, if look, if anybody out there that's listening to this knows the answer to this, you're way better than I am. What truly then is honey? Nectar. Flower nectar. But but what is nectar. it to the bee? To the bee, it's their food. It's what they collect. It's what the bees eat. Pollen is actually for the babies, for the larva. So we're really kind of douchey by like when we steal, when we take a comb full of honey. Well, here is why we're able to take honey is because there's an abundance of honey. For one, California, we really don't have a winter. There's things growing year round. Okay. So bees have... An extreme abundance of honey they don't they won't ever need it all um that's why i honestly when i remove everything i just toss all the honey in a bag and i'll eventually take it to a bee yard and open it up for them and the bees can take everything for themselves because they do better they obviously do better with real honey than sugar water um it's like us eating mcdonald's instead of a home-cooked meal you know makes sense yeah. i had really good gawumki today just <laughs> i don't even know what that is <laughs> you'll know what gawumki is no Stuffed cabbage, really? We call that something else. What do you call that? They, we well, I'll, the English for way of saying is cabbage rolls, basically, right. but we call them galupci. So, so the way you pronounce it, so my wife and I stopped by the Slavic church today. Oh, nice to us who they said it the way you did, and then I said guamki, but <laughs> they said what you said, and I'm like, all right, you're making guamki because the girl goes, yeah, stuffed cabbage. And I went, Gawamki. My wife's favorite thing. Oh, she dude. will kill for it. Dude, how about pierogi? Pierogi? 
Or you mean, or you mean like those uh, hand, you know, yes, oral things. Yes. Piroshki is what we call them. So you call them piroshki? Piroshki. Because piragi is like saying pie. See, piroshki is like these little. See, Polish is, Polish is pierogi. Pierogi, well, yeah, yeah, that's in Polish, yeah. Polish is pierogi and, and gołamki, which is what I grew up with because of my grandfather. Right, right. And. Yeah, we, my wife and I were on a very Eastern European kick today because then we had our our favorite restaurant around here is one of our favorites. It's called Musa in Albany, uh, and right. we had uh, the Musa special, which is the potato pancakes with goulash beef. Right in between it with the gravy, that shit's bro. Bro, if you ever make it to the East Coast, I haven't had dinner yet. I'm about to. We're going about to get some Italian though. Let's see. Um, Alicia Brown says. Pierogi in Polish is is oh is it is dessert, yeah. and then he says uh like pastries. Okay, and look, I had some Ukraine like I had the Ukrainian version. To, like folks, we're gonna go off for food for a minute because you all know I love to eat. I had the Ukrainian version of tiramisu today, which is an Italian thing, and they and my wife and I even asked them. They're like, yeah, it's tiramisu. We're like, that's Italian. <laughs> that's not ukrainian and the girl's like no it's our version of it and i'm like all right we'll run with it it was all right it was all right like until you've had like real tiramisu that sits in a glass with amaretto at the bottom yes, of it handmade. that's a whole that's just a whole nother game <laughs> i'm gonna be started <laughs> there's a fat kid that lives in my soul who fights oh, every yeah. day to get out and 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 i will tell you like i like i'm a big east i love eastern european food because oh, yeah. it, to me, it's very hearty. Like it gets in, like we, like I said, we have the Polish place down the road and they do a borscht that like, I will fight somebody for a bowl of their borscht. I don't like their kielbasa, their, uh, their kielbasa soup. Yeah, yeah. See, look at you fixing me every day. See, this is why, you know, this is why I love social media because listen, folks, completely sidebar to all this. Eli and I don't meet. He's in California and I'm 45. Or he's in California at 25. I'm on the East Coast at 45. There's no effing reason on God's green earth that we meet. Social media fixes that problem. This is the great thing about it. So as you're going through your journey, what's next in the B world for you? What? what how do we? Because you got a BuzzFeed. Tell everybody about your BuzzFeed. Like that's wild. Yeah. BuzzFeed. Like how does all this? You got a hundred thousand TikTok followers. Yeah, we're just about. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a friend, his name is uh, Anton Rubiclini, Italian guy. He's on, he's, he's on got Instagram. the Italian bees. <laughs> Yo, he's the real Italian. <laughs> he's a brother. He is like, yeah, you got to post. And it was like him saying it a lot. And then a lot of my customers were saying, Hey, you got to create a TikTok," And like, everyone wants to see it. I was already posting on Instagram and I shut down Instagram for a month and I, I had a whole thing of messages like, Oh, why aren't you posting? Obviously people want to see it. Cause it's like one of a kind of a thing. Really? And there's you. probably three other accounts besides me that post not as earnestly as I am. Like I'm posting like four posts a day. Um, I try to, I'm thinking I'm going to bring it down to two. I feel like the algorithm is getting a little bit fishy on me there. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Like that. It's but, so hard for me to, to pick up one. Yeah. But um, with Buzzfeed, um, yeah, I guess a journalist just reached out to me from BuzzFeed and he's like, well, this is the coolest thing. I guess he saw my TikTok video and, uh, I had some meme accounts with, you know, millions of followers try posting my stuff and 
um celebrities sometimes reaching out as well like i service celebrities we have an account with the dodgers team what like the state yeah. dodger stadium the dodger team not the stadium okay yeah. yeah well how does that work like what's the difference well i guess during their games we come out and service them if they have bees in a structure then it's one thing but we had the one time was a game and we basically removed the bees for them <laughs> they had in the middle of a game they had be a swarm come through really yeah so you had to like do you go to the games like for those type of situations yeah yeah they'll just come right in the middle of the game right into the stadium take care but of i mean right like there. for you as as you know somebody who does remediation are you sitting at the stadium like hey look they're paying you to sit and watch the game oh no in case that happens we're just we're on call we're okay on call. yeah yeah, we're on call. We we have we have account, you know, Disney Disney Studio, um, Netflix. Um, Get the fuck. Out. NCIS, the show NCIS. I've been to a new, you know, a few of their skits. Really? Oh yeah, I've been to the Fast and Furious storage facility. All the cars, everything was there. Can't disclose where, but um, it was really cool. This is really cool stuff. And and for for those of you ladies who aren't watching us live. Um, Eli, blonde hair. What, what color is your eyes, Eli? <laughs> blue. <laughs> Look at that. Blonde hair, blue eyed, oh, shortcut. Finds his way to the gym at least once a day. Oh, yeah. Um, again, you know, poor guy. He's got to go hang out with celebrities. You know, you know, they're looking at him, going, oh, "Please rescue me from the bees." Look <laughs> at you. You're ridiculous. But I'm going to keep another secret I have about him secret. Mm, keep that to myself so none of oh, you can yeah. know about none of you can know you'll just sit there and you'll wonder i wonder hey, about the right the price everyone got a price though right <laughs> he's got nothing but foot picks out there ladies nothing oh but man <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is just wild to me man like you really have um i don't want to say a charmed life but i mean you've really grabbed it by by the horns and, and you've you found a way to to make this happen and really get into this this aspect of it, and um, it's wild, man. So, it, and I would just ask this question a second ago, but what's the next step for you, you personally? Where do you want to take this? What what's the awareness you're trying to make for everybody? I basically want to take it all the way. You know, uh, you know, I like I said, I did fire, then I veered into police, CHP, had a was going to a police department where the chief was family and just for some reason i would never make it in and then i finally realized like hey the because the bees is your thing like nature was telling it to me it was right in front of me i'm really good at it i love it you know i dream about bees for crying out loud as weird as that sounds um yeah just go all the way basically um maybe one day a, you know some movie studio will pick me up for some skit you know like candy man <laughs> Look, you could be the original Candyman. Hey, what do you think you about that? That's a whole nother question. What do you think about those people that like laid like entire layers of bees across them? I could do that. Could you really? I could. Very simple. People think it's the scariest thing. Well, I mean, just the one bee weirds people out, right? But imagine Bro, that whole colony. If it's I had actually a bee very in my simple. Car, if and I had a bee, one bee, one bee in my car, I might wreck that bitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh. With with me, it's like all you got to do is you got to put the queen. She releases a pheromone. She has a smell that everyone notices. I actually queens can actually scream too, and you can hear it's very audible. It's very rare to hear, but I've heard it. It's really crazy. It sounds like a little baby crying. It's really weird. 
Um, it's rare. So if you do hear it, you're one in a million. Um, but yeah, you basically put the queen on you and you can literally dump bees on you. They already, you already smell like the queen. She's run around you already. Dump bees on you. Obviously not Africanized bees. Obviously not Africanized Italian bees. Um, no one would ever dare try that with Africanized bees. Be I love the Italian bee thing. That uh, is my new favorite thing. Like I may have to work on it. My daughter does a lot of my artwork, so I'm gonna have to get her to work on a uh, Italian bee T-shirt. <laughs> Just a bee yeah. with like, like with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to send her a text after this. I need a bee. I need a picture of a bee with a handlebar mustache. Oh, that's so great! Yeah. You know, so Hollywood. I have to, you know, I have to introduce you to Neil, my buddy who's out there in California. He does like movies and all kinds of stuff. He's got the look, folks. If he's out, if you're out there, ladies, make sure you check him out. Not, I say, ladies. Somebody's Careful, gonna yell wife, at me. My wife. I'm about to say somebody's gonna yell at me. <laughs> Don't yell at me. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get you guys paid. But um, so we've got TikTok, Eli the B guy. We got IG. We got Eli Barks one. But you can obviously find him as uh, Eli the B guy. If you ha- if you're out in the California, Southern California, right? Yes, sir. If you're out in the Southern California area and you have this I- issue, make sure you're, you're looking up Eli. He'd be more than happy to go out there. He's got two people he's trained to, to get out there and take care of this. Um, it's pretty impressive, man. Like you really are impressive with everything you've done. And, and it's funny you answered the marijuana question because everybody, pro- you know, with the way everything's going around the world, you know, oh, you know, can I get bees to, to pollinate my weed? And like I said, know, right? Get some weed infused honey, <laughs> right? So can I get some weed infused honey? And, and we all look, folks. If you smell weed in in your train car, if you're on a train, and you're like, God Lord, there's a reason they call it skunk weed. What do you think that bug is going to think? Like, remember, bees are still a bug. They're gonna be like, oh, fuck that shit stinks. You know. I did when I was researching, and they do say that the bees actually hate the skunk smell. Say so they prefer not to pollinate it, but they will if there's nothing else around. See, that's wild to me, man. Yeah. So so we're going to get ready to, to, to close the bar up here. It, it's about that time. We're going to cap it up because, trust me, folks, if you let Eli and I go, there's still the whole thing about the fire. There's still the whole thing about his dad coming here from Russia or from Ukraine as a Russian soldier. That's a whole thing in and of itself. Growing up as, you know, as an immigrant child in California, that's a whole thing. We're going to make figure it out between Eli and I. We're going to come up with another time for him to come out and uh, come out, come belly up to the bar with us and just talk about that stuff because my man's got a hell of a story. And if you're not watching the live version, he's in a pretty damn good uh, hotel room. What beach are we at? We're at Laguna Beach. Some bitches Laguna Beach. Laguna. Yeah, I rented a room just for this. Rented a room for Laguna Beach. I mean. My man's on baller status. Laguna, <laughs> he's on that baller status. Laguna. I don't Beach. know. I think he said that. he said something <laughs> earlier about Puff Daddy was next door making too much noise or something like that. And Puff Daddy. you know, he, he had to pop over and, and tell young guns, like, relax a little bit. I'm trying to do this podcast thing. I mean, and they I've just been called to Terry Cruz crib. Who? Terry Cruz. Dude, I reached out to Terry Cruz's wife to come on my podcast because she was on podcast guest directory and she was like she her last name isn't Cruz and yeah, I tried nice. to get her to come on and she wouldn't respond to me yeah I mean the, I mean Terry Cruz is doing the America's Got Talent thing right now so American Idol whatever so he's busy he does a I lot of- I've reached out to his wife 
Forget wife. I'm sure she does a lot of events too. I mean, you know, celebrities, they're always busy doing stuff. I'm so busy on my TikTok. I only have 100,000 followers. That's not Dude, that much. 100,000 followers. That's a lot of followers. It's not that much. But imagine but, that Texas B words that she reached out, reached out to. She has 11 million. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, it was, I thought it was 4 million, but yeah, 11. So this is what I need from you. So listen, folks, as this goes out, if 10% of you folks that follow Eli, would please go follow my TikToks, and then I'm going to do TikTok lives myself because I can't do TikTok lives because I only got like 250. So make sure you go ahead and, you know, I need that from you. It's just a thing. You know, and I I and I thank Eli because uh, before Eli, I was just kind of like ignoring TikTok. Like I wasn't giving it much, much attention. I was like, man, eh, TikTok. I didn't either. Eh. I didn't either. And he was like, and then bro. And people pushed me to do it. Yeah. He, he was like, bro, you need to fix your shit. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, look, TikTok matters. And, I, and in my mind, I was like, TikTok, pff, who gives a shit? I'm on Instagram. And he's like, yeah, nobody cares. No one cares about your Instagram. <laughs> he's like, fix yourself. And I was My like, wife I is actually myself. somewhere in the lobby right now. She's like messaging me. Hey, come get me. She can come up. Come be on the yeah. show. But All uh, right. Tell her to come up. Come be on the show. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, though, bro. So if somebody wanted to reach you. They, you know, they wanted you for a podcast. Where, where can they get a hold of you at? One more time. Um, Eli, you know, Eli, the B guy, you search it literally anywhere. You can search it in your Google search bar. It'll come up. Um, Eli, the B guy, reach out to me. My WhatsApp is connected to my Instagram. So if you guys need to reach out to me directly, feel free to do that. DM me, whichever, um, you know, anybody who has bees, reach out to me. I'll make sure you're either, if I can't service you, I'll find someone who can. Um, oh, that's cool. Either way. That, that's definitely cool. Um, so Eli, the B guy. And so you all know, uh, sidebar to all this as we're getting ready to kind of put a bow on this whole thing. Um, we are going to be hopefully on Fireside here real soon. Uh, do you know what Fireside is? No, I don't. Dude, this is like, so you, there's all these like new streaming services that keep popping up. Fireside is, is the new one where you can actually put a show out on Fireside. It's, Mark Cuban owns it kind of thing. Oh, yeah, Mark Cuban, yeah. And uh, so we, we just got on the fireside. One of our big uh, guests, Keith Burr. Keith is trending on there. Uh, he's got like 2,000 shares of a show he did co called uh, So You Think You're Funny. And it's just people coming on trying to tell jokes and getting their, getting their nuts kicked in. So, <laughs> so make sure you check that out if you can get on the fireside. But it's another one like Clubhouse. Do you remember Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like Clubhouse when Clubhouse was like strictly invitation only. Yeah. Fireside is the same way, strictly invitation only, which is just genius. I want to get on there, so send me an invite. All right. I got Sounds on there. Good. Nobody's important. I got on there. <laughs> but yeah, brother, man. So we're going to get ready to close this, folks, up. For those of you that have been sticking around with us, thank you so much. Uh, again, find us on Facebook, uh, Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast. Make sure you're checking out our other Facebook, which is Earplug Podcast Network. Reach out to everybody over there. Our LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, everything is the Above the Bar Podcast. Matter of fact, if you know somebody who's not listening to us already, make sure you take their phone out. If you're listening to us on a bus somewhere in California, take the person's phone out of their hand next to you that's listening, that's watching TikTok. Steal their phone. Go into their podcast app. Put this one there. Don't worry about that they're swinging at you. It doesn't matter. Just push them away. Put this one there. 
so that they can listen to the Above the Bar podcast. Everyone should be listening to the Above the Bar podcast. Uh, if you know somebody out there that you think has a great and interesting story, please reach out to me on our Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, everything. Uh, Eli. Oh, Peeves just popped up. Uh, my boy Peeves has one. Peeves, if you yell at me for this, I don't care. I got to tell Peeves' story for a second. I've known Peeves forever. We've known each other for a long time, another Marine. Peeves used to tell me a story about I never knew. Do you know how to how to get big rocks out of your out of your yard there, Eli? Big rocks? Big rocks out of your yard. He grew up in Tennessee. I don't know. <laughs> Set them on fire. He used he, he told me this story. I'm, I'll never forget this. He told me the story about setting these big boulders on fire in their yard, and you get them so hot. And then you hit them with a, you hit them with a mallet, and they'll split. Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, absolutely. He goes, as a kid, we used to pour pour fuel on them, heat them up, get them super hot, and then they hit them with a rock, hit them with a uh, mallet, and the son bitch would split. And then you you know, look look, Peeves over here. Oh no, Peeves. I also still remember the story about you telling me sitting on the couch in your house. And looking out the front of the house and being able to see in between the door and the wall, that's, you know, where you grew up at. And I love my man Peeves, uh, one of the best Marines I ever served with. Can't say enough good things about the guy, and and we're still close. I wouldn't say close, but we still know each other to this day and still work with each other to this day. Peeves had some great stories. But, again, uh, as always on the show there, uh, brother man, the guest and don't log off afterwards. I got to talk to you for a minute. Don't I've, I've learned that I have to always remind people don't log after the show's over with and run away. Stick around for a minute. Uh, as always, the guest gets the last word. So what is the last word from you, brother? Save the bees. Just do what you can. Um, I know it's tempting to kill them and it's probably sounds easier, but in the long run, it's only going to give you more issues. You have these terminators, they come out. They kill your bees. They don't remove the hive. The next season, you'll have more bees. Just do the due diligence and just call some beekeeper out or somebody. There's got to be somebody. Uh, and try to save them, I guess. And, you know, don't kill them. Just think twice. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is us, humanity. We need the bees. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.